Change careers. Break into new industries. Transition into new roles. Reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. We are in episode nine of the Second Breaks Podcast, and it's Tuesday, July 11th, 2017, as I record this episode. Now, today is going to be a little different. Uh, as you know, most weeks we have guests on the show. We talk to them about their perspective, their experiences as we dive into the world of career change. But this week it's just going to be me because I wanted to start a series that looks at career moves from a process angle. Now, I know, I know, process. Uh, who wants to talk about process, right? Uh, let me just uh, quickly lay out my reasoning here so you kind of know where I'm coming from. And, and don't worry, I'm not going to pull out process flowcharts and pie charts here. In my experience, the most important element and also the most challenging thing that people face when they're trying to make a career move is mindset related. And mindset is that set of narratives that runs in the backs of our minds and powers our decisions and our actions. And uh, some of these narratives are positive and empowering, others not so much. But most of the narratives are at the subconscious level. And most of the time, we don't even know that they're there. They're just quietly running in the background, influencing and directing uh, what we think, how we decide, what we act upon, which makes the not-so-empowering mindset issues more challenging to address. Of course, it's most helpful if we can bring them to light and so we can address them or face them head-on. But sometimes a direct approach is even harder to pull off. So in my work, I've come to rely on structures and processes to counterbalance the mindset issue. And I find that in time, when they're effective, uh, the processes do their work. They do their magic and they help adjust or transform the way we think about ourselves, about our future, how we view our op options, what we think about our own abilities to make our goals happen. Now, I think, I swear, I think I have consultant in my genes or my DNA because I tend to convert everything into frameworks and methodologies. It's just how my brain works. So of course, that's what I did here too. Over the last couple of years, I've been developing an overarching framework for career changes and career moves. This comes from my experience working with companies in effecting and implementing change, combined with the more recent work that I've been doing on career strategies. I call this framework the Break Free Blueprint. It's a methodology. It's a full system that takes you from the initial decision-making stage all the way to implementing and achieving your career goals. I plan on having workshops in an online training program using the Blueprint method later in the year. But in the meanwhile, I thought I'm going to use the series to pull back the curtains a bit and share elements of the Break Free Blueprint with you before the workshops are available. Now, it won't be every week. I'll sprinkle this one-off talks every now and again. And next week, we will be back to regular programming with a new guest. have 
conversations with people who are thinking about a change of some sort. They want to change jobs, transition into a new role. But for various reasons, they haven't been able to pull the trigger and make it happen. In short, they're stuck somewhere between deciding and taking action. I hear this scenario often enough that I spend some time understanding what's really going on below the surface to see if there is a way to stop it from happening. And what I gathered from observations and research and working with different people and also confirmed by my own experiences as well is that there are three stages that we go through when we make any kind of change. Each stage is defined by a set of questions and decision points, and it is how we respond to those questions that determine whether we are going to move on to the next phase or if we're going to get stuck at the stage where we are. And today I want to walk you through those three stages, and as you listen, try and see if you can place yourself. Now, you might find yourself sort of spread out a couple or even three of, uh, you know, all three of these phases, but... Uh, you may be thinking, well, I'm kind of here, but I'm also kind of there too. And while this is entirely possible, the more likely scenario is that you are predominantly in one stage more than the others. And so try and find which stage that is. Okay? The three stages are pushed, initiating, and engaging. P-I-E or PI for short. The first stage is pushed. This is where all career moves start. Something happens in your world and you're pushed or driven to consider a change in your direction. The trigger may be something outside of your control or something that you have influence over. It can be something that's being done to you or something that you are initiating yourself. So typical examples of trigger points that are outside of your control include a company reorganization, for example, or a change in management, new company strategy, layoffs, that kind of stuff, right? It could also be a more widespread industry disruption, such as what happened to the music industry or the housing industry a few years back. Now, the trigger could also be more personal in nature, such as when, say, a spouse gets relocated and you suddenly find yourself with a a unique chance to reinvent yourself. In episode two of the Second Breaks podcast, Gail Jessen shared the catalyst for her career change. It was the moment when she was diagnosed with a chronic disease and it gave her the push to once and for all make the change that she had already been thinking about anyway. So when these events or triggers happen, it's possible that you were not thinking about making a career move. Or as in the case of Gail, you may have already been considering it or there may already be a seed of thought there and the situation only made it more urgent. In stage one, it's normal to have lots of questions and doubts. And although you're not saying it explicitly, you know, you're aware that at some point you're going to have to make a decision as to your next step. Some of the questions that you may be wrestling with include things like, should I make a move? Should I stay? How big of a change can or should I do? Or can I simply ignore what's happening and remain quote unquote above it all? Should I just wait and see what happens? Now, stage one is also where the risk of getting stuck is at the highest. 
I cannot tell you how many people have told me that they had been considering making a move for a while, but they haven't been able to make a decision and move forward with a plan. Sometimes when you hold off actively making a decision, it is eventually made for you by default. And being forced into a career move is less desirable than initiating it yourself. When you initiate it yourself, you are in control of timing, you're in control of your resources, you will have more options for strategy. So if you're in this stage right now, remember that the key decision point in front of you is a choice between staying put or moving on, where moving on could mean any number of change from a job change to a career change. Phase one is about getting clarity about your career objectives, deliberating, and ideally making a conscious choice. Yes, it's good to take the time to analyze, but guard against analysis paralysis. That's the number one sort of landmine here in stage one. Remember that if you don't make an active decision, you may find that the decision is made for you down the road. next stage is initiating. You enter the second stage when you make a choice to pursue a certain career direction. It's also possible that you get to stage two because a decision was imposed on you from the previous stage. So you may be entering this phase unhappy, dragging your heels and in protest, understandably so. But whether you made the active choice yourself or it was imposed on you, Stage two is about exploring your possibilities, choosing a strategy, and coming up with a plan. In this stage, you flesh out your career plans and begin taking steps to test the waters. Things stop being hypothetical in stage two. You go from what if to considering real opportunities. You also start taking actions towards your new direction. You put yourself out there and allow others into your decision. So some examples of activities that occur in stage two include seeking advice from mentors and advisors, working with a headhunter or a recruiter, going on interviews, getting trained for new skills, defining your goals with more specificity, volunteering to get traction in a new area of work, uh, joining groups and networks so you can form connections in that new field, you know, things like that. These initial activities will result in two possible outcomes. One, a commitment to proceed further into your new direction. So you've confirmed to yourself that, yes, this is what I want to do and I want to move forward with it. Or two, a need to revisit and potentially revise your original decision. So it's possible that after testing the waters a bit, you realize, you know, I'm not sure about this. Let me tweak kind of what I want to do or let me revisit it or let me change it altogether. Maybe this isn't the right path for me after all. And that's entirely possible as well. And to some degree, that is the purpose of stage two, right? Getting out of your head, not thinking about it, but rather initiating action and testing the waters so that you could actually confirm that this is what you want to do going forward. This leads us to the last phase, engaging. This 
is about making your new career a reality. It's about creating the future you envisioned in the previous stages. If your career move is centered around a job change, this phase may be short and sweet. So, you know, you look for a new job, you go for interviews, you land your dream job, and there you have it. But if you're looking to make a bigger change, this phase may span a longer period of time where you are continuously engaged and working on your career goals. So, for example, in episode three, Brooke Erickson shared her journey with us. It took her several years to achieve her dream of becoming a functional nutritionist because she had to go back to school and finish the education and the training she needed for her new profession. Now, getting to stage three doesn't mean that you're locked for life, that there is no way back to you know, the previous stages or even reverse positions and go back to your original career path. I know of people who change their minds. Uh, I have a friend who, she's now a CFO, but earlier in her career, she thought she didn't want to be in the finance and accounting world. And she quit her job. At that time, I believe she was a financial manager. She looked for a job in sales. And after spending about a year and a half in that role, she realized it wasn't really for her, that sales didn't really suit her. So uh, she decided to go back to the finance world. And that was 10 years or so ago. And now she's a CFO and she's quite happy with how her career progressed. It is true that the more work you put in stages one and two, the more work you put in deliberating and clarifying your objectives and laying out your plan and testing the waters, the less chance there is of reversing your decisions in uh, stage three. But there is nothing wrong with pursuing something and changing your mind. Someone once painted this picture for me. She said, imagine yourself crossing a bridge and at any point along that bridge, you can change your mind and turn around. But there will come a point in that crossing where going back is more painful than simply pushing through. And only you will know when you've reached that point. Several months ago, for my vacation, I took a long road trip from Florida to Maine. That's a long road trip, let me tell you. And of course, I made stops for sightseeing and spending time with friends along the way. I relied on the GPS in the car to help me get from town to town and with, you know, the the turn-by-turn directions. But before I got on the road, I looked at the entire map from Florida to Maine. This helped me plan my route better, taking you know, into consideration the kind of stops I wanted to make along the way. It also gave me a better sense of direction. And I, I felt better about, uh, you know, having a more complete picture, a more complete feel of the trip that I was about to make. Along the same lines, the three stages give you a bird's eye view of the entire career move landscape. Yes, the faces are fluid. Yes, they're interconnected. But Each is defined by a set of questions, action steps, and decision points. To continue moving forward and not fall trapped to analysis paralysis, focus your attention on taking the action steps you need so you can make the decisions at each stage. You can find the show notes for today's episode at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode nine. That's one word, episode nine. 
I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about today's topic. In which stage do you see yourself? I look forward to hearing from you either in the comment section or you can email me directly at lou at secondbreaks.com. Next week, my guest is Alicia Fitzpatrick, founder of Photo Sanity. Alicia and I talk about her journey from architect to photographer to business owner, how motherhood created the parameters within which she built and operates her business, and the importance of financial planning when making any kind of change. That's it for this week's episode of Second Breaks Podcast. You can download other episodes of this podcast and subscribe in the iTunes store. If you enjoyed what you heard, I'd really appreciate your feedback in iTunes because rating and review help us reach as many career changers as possible. All you need to do is search for Second Breaks Podcast in iTunes, go to the tab that says Ratings and Reviews, and leave your feedback there. Thank you so much. I will talk to you next week. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 